Welcome to C3 Church Tugra. Thank you for listening to one of our great messages. Get ready to be inspired to live your best life. about a message that's very close to my heart and uh, it is that way because it's probably I would say my very first sort of revelation my very first sort of Christian virtue that 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 I got when I when I become a when I was a young man oh, I wasn't that young I was 22 I think but when I when I when I became a Christian um, this this was kind of like my first download uh, my first download from God and it's always been dear to my heart I've, I've never fully grasped this, what I'm about to talk about this morning, I'm in process like, like most everybody else, I, I guess. I'm, I'm still in the process. I've never fully grasped it, but my, my heart has always yearned. My heart has always been pulled this way. And, um, and so it's, it's always, I love this topic. I really do. I love it because it's something very close to my heart. And it's very, um, it's very personal between me and God, this one here. And so um, I was going to talk about honour. At the start of the week, I had honour. And I was going through Scripture, and I was going through Word, and I was doing all this kind of stuff, and I was going through, you know, my revelation of honour and my revelation of, you know, going through an inventory of my life and, and how, what God had taught me about honour. But what ended up happening is, is I ended up shifting slightly. Well, not really, but you'll get what I mean. I ended up shifting slightly, not away from honour, but to the foundation of honour. I ended up moving from honour to its foundation, and um, I really felt in my heart that, that, that this morning God wanted to talk about humility. That God wanted to talk about humility. In uh, Proverbs 18, where is it? Somewhere, 18, 12, it says, Pride comes before destruction, but humility before honour. Pride comes before destruction, but humility before honour. So just as pride is the foundation of destruction, humility is the foundation of honour. You can't receive honour unless you humble yourself first. You can't give honour unless you first humble yourself to that person to give them. Are you with me? So I want to talk about humility this morning. And um, I don't think I want to preach. I think I just want to share, if that's okay with you. Because it's, it's, it's a bit, you know, I just want to share with you around humility. I think it's so important that us, the church, understand humility. I think it's so important in this day and age that we grasp the absolute power of humility. Of humility. It's not something we talk about very much. Um, I think we refer to it. But I, I want to I talk about humility this morning. I want to talk about Getting low. I wish I had a deeper voice. That would have sounded really cool. Getting low. But I want to talk about humility this morning. I want to talk around that. Um, pride is defined as, as a feeling of deep pleasure or satisfaction derived from one's own achievements. That's pride. That's what pride is. But humility, uh, sorry, pride is being uh, self-centered. It's being self-reliant. 
Everything is based on your efforts and your ability. It's self-effort. That's what pride is. It's self-effort. Before Satan fell, he looked upon himself with self-satisfaction. But humility is about being God-reliant. It's about being God-centered. It's about what He's done and His ability. And I'm slowly learning. I'm a slow learner, whatever. I'm slowly learning that, ah, that whenever there's been an issue, or wherever there's an issue of any kind in my life, if I'm to stand back and have a look at that issue, I always find myself in the center of that issue. Are you with me? Whatever it may be. If I stand back, whatever issue in my, in my financial world, in my business world, in my emotional world, in my ministry world, whenever there's an issue, if I, if I was to stand back and have a look at it from the outside, I always found that I was in the center of that. Right? But humility is putting God in the center. It's saying, I don't have the answers. I can't do this thing. Lord, I put you in the center of that issue, whatever it is. So for me, when I was growing up, I didn't have much money. I wasn't, didn't come from a rich family, but so that was an issue. I had trains of thoughts and I had all these things going around in my head. But when I started reading the Word and I started going about using God's wisdom and I put God in the center of that, it all changed. And I've been the blessed I've ever been in my entire life. That's just an example. You get what I'm saying? Um, what, else, what was my other example? So that's just, in my business, I, in my business, I hit a, I hit a plateau a little, little, little while back. And, and, and I stood back and I, and I allowed God to teach me wisdom about effective delegation and vision and all this kind of stuff like that. And I, and I allowed God's wisdom to get into the middle of my business. And, and, and sure enough, it flourished. Whenever God is in the center of something, it flourishes. Whenever I'm in the center, I find I generally get a few issues. <laughs> Don't know about you guys. Are you with me? Is this making sense? So I found, I'm beginning to learn that, that a successful Christian life is being totally and utterly dependent on Him. Of putting Him in the center of all that I do. And that's a daily thing, daily decisions. It's a daily thing, and it's a daily thing. But anyway, here we go. I want you to open your Bibles, please, to Philippians 2, 2. And we're going to, one piece of Scripture. What's the time? We good? Plenty of time. Let me read that for you. I'm gonna, it's a bit of a long passage, but I love this passage. It says, Fulfill my joy by being like-minded, having the same love, being in one accord of one mind. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than yourself. Let each of you look out not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Jesus Christ, or Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant. And coming in the likeness of men. And being found in appearance as man, he humbled himself and become obedient to the point of death, even the death on a the cross. Therefore, God has also highly exalted him 
and given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of those in heaven, of those on earth, and of those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. I love that piece of Scripture. I love it. Again, we see this thing where someone's humbled and then he's honoured. Are you with me? But um, what's happening here is Paul's trying to teach uh, something to the Philippian church. He's trying to teach them the fundamental. fundamental. He's trying to teach them basics of, of God's heart. He's trying to teach them what, what we, you know, we, we, we talk about culture and we think it's like, uh, we think it's like a, an ethnic, ethnicity. We think it's an ethnic thing. We think it, but, but in every single people group, there's a culture. And every single, you know, you get surfers have their culture. So-and-so has their, there's all sorts of people groups have a culture. And what Paul's trying to do is he's trying to inject into this, into the early church, this culture. He's trying to inject, he's saying, you guys got to catch this. And he's trying to inject in the early church the DNA of, of Christ and what he's about and how he goes about doing what he does. They try to inject this thing called humility into the, into the foundation of the local church. Oh, foundation of the church in general. That's what Paul is trying to do here. He's trying to, he's trying to teach these guys, guys, this is what it's all about, so that the church from then on would carry this on, that we would grasp this thing today as they did yesterday. Um, and it's a culture of humility. It's a culture of esteeming someone else higher than yourself. It almost seems foreign to us today. It almost, seems, it almost seems foreign to, I hate to say it, to us today. But he's, Paul was trying to get this culture across. He's trying to tell these guys, hey, this is what it's all about. It's about esteeming others greater than yourself. It's about humbling yourself and putting someone before you. It's about, this is true love, by the way. This is true love. But just imagine if we were to actually live this out. Just for a second. Just imagine if we actually lived this thing. Just imagine if every single one of us, when we came to church in the morning, our thought wasn't about ourselves, but our thought was about somebody else. God, I'm going to pray 15, 30, whatever minutes this morning, I'm going to get a word for someone in my family at church. And when I come, I'm going to bring someone. I'm going to esteem them higher than myself. I don't come here for me. I come here for someone else. And if we all did that, just imagine how powerful the church would be. Just imagine how it's so simple. It's such a simple thing that, that Paul's trying to teach the Philippian church, trying to um, impart into the culture. It's called humility, esteeming others are higher than yourself. And it's just imagine, just imagine, oh, like I'm dumb. Oh, it blows me. Just imagine if we could actually do this. If we could actually grasp this. The children of God, you know, us Christians. We grasp this thing called humility, true humility. And not that, not that fake humility that, that we're kind of well known for. Great work, brother. Oh, no, 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 no. No longer I that live, but Christ in me. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Not that kind of humility. Real, honest-to-goodness humility that when I come, I esteem you greater than myself. Whatever that may look like, whatever that is, whatever that However, that has transformed, and I remember, I remember as a, as a young as a young Christian, and I would and I would and I would run around, and I'd because um, I got the servanthood thing pretty fast because it's in my culture. But I'd run around, but I had a 
funny mentality about it, I realised. I'd run around and, and I was asked to do a lot of things because I was, you know, I was, a, I was a boy and I was a man and I had a bit of physical strength. So anything that needed to be done around the church, you know, Ra, can you do this? No worries. And I would carry the, the pastor's bags. I would do whatever the pastor wanted me to do. And, and that was great. But I always felt that there was this distance between the servant and the pastor. You know, whatever you need, pastor, and I'd run around and do this. And whatever you need, and I'd run around and, you know, and my heart was right about it. My heart was right. But I realised that there, there was no distance between me and the pastor. All I was doing was a servant serving a servant. You with me? It was a servant serving a servant. Because in the kingdom of God, there are no titles other than servants. We're all called to serve. And I was at that time called to serve them in a physical manner, but they would serve me in a spiritual manner. I was serving a servant. And whatever their... What, what it was, was us bringing all, collectively bringing our gifts into the house of God and serving each other. And that's how it works. We come into the house and we serve each other with our gift. There was no gap. There's not us and them. It's, we're servants, whatever our gift may be. We bring it to the house. We bring it into the kingdom and we say, I serve you with this. Lisa this morning, she's up here serving us, bringing us into the, and, and the whole team, bringing us into into the presence of the Lord so that I could get up. She's serving me. Are you with me? She's serving me this morning so I could get up and do what I've got to do and serve you. It's, it's so simple what I'm talking about. It's so basic. It's so fundamentally easy, I think, but somehow not. Are you with me? So we, all, we don't think of, well, I would say it right now, don't ever think of me high, don't ever... Think of me highly than you, than you think you should. All I'm doing is serving you. Are, are you with me? There's not you and us and them, because that, that's, that's not the culture that, that Christ is trying to set. He's, it's, we're all one. There's no levels. We just bring something and serve each other, whatever that may be. And that's how it works, is we all bring something. I love it. I get to do what I do here, but then I go out there later on and I get served in the Milk and Honey Cafe with their gift. It's that simple. It's that simple. It's about us coming together as servants, humbling ourselves and esteeming each other higher than ourselves. And I love it. It says, but God made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant. Grasp that. Just... God, God, God. You, you get what I'm saying? The great I am God. Coming as a bondservant. God, the ruler of the universe, God. Coming as a servant. God, the Alpha and the Omega. God, He spoke all of creation into being. That God, God who is all powerful, God who is all knowing. We haven't even left this planet trying to figure out all these planets. God's, He's all over the whole lot, he, but he, he humbled Himself. God, omnipresent. God who's not bound by time. He's in your yesterday, 
He's in your today and He's in your tomorrow. At one stage, He's pushing you to your future. On the other side, He's pulling you toward it. Are you with me? God, that God. So we sometimes forget who He is. Sometimes I forget who this God is that has done this thing for us. God. King of kings, Lord of lords, that God. The ancient of days. God dressed in His own righteousness, God. The sovereign one. Yahweh. El Shaddai. Jehovah Jireh. Jehovah Rapha. The list goes on. But God considered no reputation but made Himself a bondservant. He allowed Himself to be found in the form of a man. He allowed Himself to be found in the form of a man. He left His throne. He wrapped Himself in flesh in the room of a woman. That God who chose a vessel, a woman, He bypassed the rich. He bypassed someone with authority. He bypassed people who had mansions. He bypassed someone who had maids. He bypassed the aristocrats of the time and chose his vessel, Mary. He says, this is where I'm going to come through. This is how I'm going to enter into this world. This is how I'm going to make my announcement. It's not like that. It's not with praises. It's not with, oh, it's not with trumpets. It's not going to be anything like that at all. No, no, I chose my vessel. A vessel, a lady who almost got divorced. Someone who, 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 who uh, what do you call it? Fiance almost said, I'm, I'm out of here. That's how bad her story was. But this is the vessel he chose. It didn't just happen. He chose this vessel. He's making a statement. He's making a statement. He chose this vessel. He came down. He chose the vessel. He came down to a barn. That God came down to a barn. He came down to a barn. As we know, barns are for animals. This is his entry into the world. I'll choose my vessel. She's despised. When she comes to the guy, says, do you have any place to stay? He says, he chose a vessel that was treated like an animal. You can go in the barn. This is God. It just blows my mind, this story. It blows my mind that God would come down this way. He chose it. I come down. No woman wants to give birth. Her waters break in a barn full of animals with animal filth all around her. This is how he he comes down and decides, he says, my vessel will break her waters in a barn. Filth everywhere, unsanitary. This is my entry into the world. He comes down. And then they wrap him up he makes his entry, and they put him in an animal trough. The King of Kings. The Lord of Lords. So that he who carried us, had the world in his hand, 
now had to be carried. You with me? He who carried us now had to be carried. He who taught us now had to be taught the very basics. Taught how to communicate. Taught how to, you know, take his walk. But why? Why is that? And here's just a little... Because the first attempt, there was a... I believe there's a problem with the first attempt, my opinion. Don't take me. Because in the first attempt, they made Adam. They said, let us make man in our own image, in our own likeness. So they gathered the earth. They gathered the dust of the earth and, and they blew life. And a man was formed, fully man. And then they gave man rule and dominion. A fully grown man gave him rule and dominion. And I've learned that when you give power or authority to someone who hasn't learned to walk in it before they get it, it doesn't turn out right. When you give power and authority to somebody who's not ready to carry it because they haven't walked in it to get to that place when they've just been put there, he comes as a man, a fully grown man. Then something always goes wrong with that power because they can't handle it. Are you with me? So God didn't come down as a man. He come down as a child. And what does Isaiah say? Unto us, a child is born. Unto us, a son is given. And on his shoulders is the government. Are you with me? So he comes as a child, as a child. And on his shoulders is the, is the government. On his shoulders, this little child. So he, this little child's got to walk with this thing. He's got to learn how to do this. Are you with me? Right from the start. He's not going to make the mistake again of coming as a full man. I'm going to come as a child. And I will learn to carry this thing because I've, I've no longer, I've, I've left all my power behind. I've left all that kind of stuff behind. I'm, I'm a full man now. Yeah? He humbled himself. Yes. He humbled himself. God, come down, he humbled himself. And he learned our ways. And he humbled himself right, you know, right, right down. Born. He humbled himself. Why? Because before this, when you called out to him and said, God, I'm tired, he didn't fully understand. Because God never sleeps in slumbers. Are you with me? Before this, when you said, God, I have lack in my life. I'm poor. I need some. He couldn't fully understand. Because before that, he walked on streets of gold. You with me? Beautiful little children. Before when you've before this, when you said when you when you cried out to God and you're weak. Oh, oh. Just, just walk with me on this one. How does the all-powerful know about weakness? Before that, he couldn't really connect with you. You with me? You get what I'm trying to say? He couldn't really do it. So he humbled himself. So he humbled himself. He'd never been tired before. 
never lacked before. When you were tempted, he, he knew no temptation. When you were sick, you couldn't fully understand. I've done, there's no sickness in heaven. But he humbled himself. So that he could have a better conversation with you. He humbled himself so he could have a better conversation with you. Because now, when you say, God, God, and I'm crying, and I'm, I'm, I'm sick, and I'm hurting, now he can be compassionate towards you. Now he fully understands where you've come from. Yeah? Now, when you say, oh, someone's betrayed me, they've done this to me, he's done this, this man, he's done that, now he can fully, he says, I know, because he's had it happen to him. You get what I'm saying? He came down for you. He came down for you so that when you called out to him, he understands and he can be compassionate and he understands your infirmity. He's been there. That's why he humbled himself for you. Isn't that simple? He humbled himself for you. Have you ever been in a room full of surfers? Have you ever been in a room full of surfers and they start talking about surf language? It's like Swahili, you know? Have you, I've, I've sat in a room full of surfers. I don't surf. I'm a terrible surfer. And I'm sitting there listening to the, oh, mate, the lefty, oh, mate, she said, you know, I'm full of, I have no idea what they're talking about. I have no point of compatibility because I don't know, I'm, what? They're here and I'm, oh, well, there, <laughs> that's better. They're talking here, but I'm, 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 I'm not on the same wavelength. I, don't, I have no idea what you're talking about. They're talking lefty. What is, what is the other lingo you use? I have no idea. But yeah, all these, this funny language that I don't understand. It's not compatible. We're not on the same page because I don't do what you do. There's that saying in that movie that, um, that uh, there's a story that the bird, if a bird fell in love with a fish... That's okay, but where would they live? If a bird fell in love with a fish, that's fine, but where would they live? Because they're not two different worlds. But what happened is God fell in love with a man, us. But there's a distance between us. Man couldn't go up to God because of his sin, because of all the stuff that was going on because what he swam in sin. You get what I'm saying? So what happened was God, for God so loved the world, for God so loved the world that He came down. He came down. The bird came down and learned to fish, learned to swim so that we could be on the same level. I know what you're going through because I've been there. Before it was like this. With community, I know you're sick, but I have no idea what that is. I'm compassionate, but but he came down. The bird came down and learned to swim so that we could live together. Isn't that awesome? So that we could live together for God so loved us. It's awesome. It's amazing. It makes me tear up when I think about it sometimes. For me, for you. Because you want a better relationship. 
And he wanted to be there when you were hurting. So I understand. And I know where the solution is. Yeah? That's what it's about. God came down. God came down for you. Where's my other point? Hmm. Uh, one, of the, one of the very first scriptures that I memorized as a, as a young fella um, was humble yourself under the mighty hand of the Lord and He will exalt you in due time. First, first scripture I ever, ever memorized as a young guy. Humility just seemed to be a key thing that God was trying to tell me for some reason. Same reason that He's telling you about it, let's be honest. So for 33 years, Christ walked the earth, being tempted, going through all the stuff that we go through. For 33 years, He walks the earth. And then, and He's ridiculed that time. He's, he's beaten. He's, you know, they've tried to kill Him a few times throughout His life. Despised told he was a liar, all that kind of stuff. He's walking the earth and then one day, you know the day, they get him and they put him on a cross. They get him and they put him on the cross and they kill him and they whip him and they do all the things. He humbles himself even unto death on the cross. He allows it to happen. He allows it to happen. He humbled himself to it and he says, do it. And then on the third day, remember, before humility there's honour. And on the third day, he rose again. And on the third day, when he walked out of the, the cave, he was triumphant. On the third day, after humbling himself, he was lifted up. But, but that wasn't the end of it. Because he couldn't just walk around. That wasn't the end of it. Walking around on earth wasn't the goal. It wasn't the goal. So he stayed here for a few days. Then he went and he ascended up into heaven. And then he went up to heaven on his little cloud chariot. Yep, limo, Uber, Uber cloud. Um, so he ascends into heaven. But this time it's, he's back to where he belongs, but it's different this time. And it's different because this time he has you with him. This time he has her and him and you and me. The point is he, he, he humbled himself so that he could ascend and take us with him. That we would come into his glory. He humbled himself, not so he could be, he humbled himself so he could take you and me with him. But it's all done through humility. That is the power. That is the power, humility. Humble yourself. Um, I've got time. I got heaps of time. No, I don't. Yeah, I do. Um, that's why he did. He humbled himself for you, that you may ascend with him. You can ascend with him and, and live victorious. You can ascend with him and be healed of your sickness. You can ascend with him and allow him to take you away from whatever it is that you're facing. You can ascend with him and he give you wisdom to go. What you, you can ascend with him. It's different now. He's back up in heaven, but he's got you with him. 
Um, I remember when I was a, I remember when I was a new Christian, I was very fortunate. I had um, some people just, there's this couple, they weren't the pastors, but they were pastors and they, they seemed to just, they just grabbed me. They just grabbed me. They took me under their wing and um, it was a bit strange for me coming from New Zealand, but um, they would just call me, which is so strange. How are you going around? I'm like, oh, good, who's this? Because I was brand new to the country. And they said, oh, you know, da 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 I said, oh. And, I, and in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, oh, what do you want? You know, you obviously want something from me. And they would call me and just encourage me. Say, mate, you're amazing. I was just thinking about you today. And man, I just think you're awesome. And I'm going, yeah, waiting for the catch, you know. Yeah, and, you know. No, no, that's it, mate. They go, have a good day. And I'm like, dumbfounded. And they would say, they would call me up because um, I come over here by myself. And they, and they would call me up in the, in the, in the evening and say, what are you doing? I said, and uh, I said, oh, nothing. And they said, oh, great. Because um, his name was Andy. Andy's going to come and pick you up. This is the wife talking, Andy Marie. Uh, Andy's on his way to pick you up. I've just put on a roast dinner and um, we want you, want you to pick you up and bring you over for dinner. I'm thinking, who are these guys? You know, and they lived an hour away. So they'd drive and pick me up and just take me over and just, just have me for dinner. And I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for the, for the catch. But Nothing. And they were consistent doing this. They were consistent and just, hey, you go, mate, you're amazing. Whenever they saw me, they esteemed me above themselves every single time. Whenever they saw me, they just built me up every single time. And, and I, was a, I, was, I was a Christian not so long, and I, I, did, I think I was a Christian four months, and I entered into full-time Bible college. And four months after that, they, they said, and I didn't know anything. I, I, I didn't know who Abraham was when I was doing Bible college. And, um, and then, and then the, the senior minister said, we want you to, be a, you know, I want you to be a youth leader. I'm like, be a youth leader? Are you kidding me? What's going on here? But I said, yep, no worries. Yep, okay, cool. If that's what, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'll give it a shot. And, and so I, I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know how, I was never been in ministry before. I didn't know what it looked like. I didn't know how you're supposed to do it. So I just did what they did to me. That's all I did. So I just loved on these. I had started with four guys and uh, four guys and girls. And um, I think we got up to about six within the second week. And then, and then, I just want to talk about those six. I don't want to talk about how, how things grew. But so I, I would just I just emulated what these guys taught me. I would I would uh, I would ring them and just tell them they're awesome. And I would say, mate, you're amazing. But I, I didn't do it just because I I um, I actually really like, I, was, I was sincere. I just I just I used to think about something that I really liked about them, and I'd call them and I'd just say, I love this about you, mate, and I love this about you. Da, 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 da. And they're teenagers, so they're like, oh yeah, good, whatever, that kind of stuff. And um. And I, and I decided to fast for them a day a week. On a Wednesday, every single week, I had these, these six people that I would fast a day for and I would pray for them and, I, and I'd ask the Lord for, for a word from God for them. So when I saw them, I had something to give them and I would pray for them. I said, you know, the Lord's been speaking to me about something and this kind of deal. And, and, and I'd do this kind of thing. I knew nothing about ministry. I was still a new Christian. That's all I knew how to do because someone had modeled that to me. And, 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 and after time, when, the, when, when our youth ministry started to, Boom would, would, would go to uh, youth conferences and there'd be like, you know, other youth ministries would have three, four times the amount of people that we had. And, and their youth pastor would get up and they'd do exological something with the word. I didn't know what it was. And they'd preach this word and I'm sitting there going, oh my gosh, I, oh, wow. So impressed by these other youth pastors. And, and they, they, you know, they had, they had the talk, they had the walk, you know, you know what I mean? Like Evan, Evan, throw any, Evan in any situation, he'll talk it and walk it and just walk out like nothing's in him. He's Teflon, this boy. He's Teflon. Nothing sticks to old Evo. And um, they were like that. They were just, and I felt so inadequate and I felt so, 
And, I, and there was times when there was actually, and I'll be honest with you, there was times when I actually felt sorry for my youth guys because oh man, I, I, I started, I, you know, you get what I'm saying? I didn't know how to do that. I didn't know who, I just found out who Abraham was and you, these guys are doing these like deep messages and, I, and I'm like, oh, and I was shy and all this kind of stuff. But I found that, that to my surprise that whenever I went and, 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 it, and it baffled me that these young guys would honour me. They would, they would honour me, they would back me, they would say these beautiful things about me. I'm going, oh, what are you talking about? That's not me, I'm just this guy giving it a shot. And they would, they would do this. And, I, and, and after time, you know, I was, I was a bit uncomfortable because I actually felt sorry for them. What are you, oh man, I'm sorry, I'm your youth bastard, not him and this kind of stuff. But they would look at me with honour. And they would look at me with, you know, and they'd build me up and say, no, we wouldn't have any other youth pastor. And it wasn't because I knew more than anyone else. It wasn't because I was, it was because I actually was taught something that Jesus modeled and that was as a servant leader. I was taught something from a young age that I had to be a servant leader. That I, if, I, if I was your leader, if I was to serve you, honour would come. If I had to submit myself to you and serve you, then honour then came. And that's what it's about. Again, it's humbling yourself and serving one another esteeming someone. And it's not always easy. Let's be honest. I'm sure I irritate the heck out of at least a couple of you people in here. It's true, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, Candace. <laughs> no, no, it's true though. It's true. We, it's hard to esteem. This, it's hard to humble yourself when we so easily, we're so easily irritated by each other. And, oh, she said this and oh, he did that and you guys know what I'm talking about. But I do know this, is that when a clam or a pearl, or, or a, sorry, an oyster, when it gets a grain of sand in it, it irritates. It, it's an irritation to that clam. So what it does is that over time, it just, it calcifies it. It throws, it calcifies that little grain of sand. You get where I'm going. It calcifies it. And over time, that grain of sand becomes the pearl. And if we, can, if we can just put up with each other's irritations, if you can just get over that little thing and just still esteem them higher than you, if you can get over that little thing that they do or that I do or that she does, over time, that thing becomes this treasure on the inside of you. You, you get what I'm saying? You know those people that I look at, I look at people, I look at Candace and, and Boyd, I go, I don't know how you do it, mate. There's a treasure on the inside that I look at these guys and say, it's amazing. Honestly, there's pearls on the inside. Anyone who's done ministry for a long period of time, there's a pearl on the inside because they've gotten over irritation. They've gotten over the stuff that anyone, you get what I'm saying. There's pearls. And if we will do that, if we will abide that little irritation and give it time to calcify and give it time to build and don't run off every time someone get, you get offended by something. Grow up, stand strong. You know what I mean? Esteem them instead. Humble yourself. Oh, no, no, that, that's, that's pride. It's not humility. Humble yourself. Let that thing irritate you. You get bigger on the inside. Are you with me? You get bigger on the inside. That's all I want to talk about. In all honesty. Humility is one of the most powerful virtues that you could get into your world. Humility. Love each other. Esteem each other higher than yourself. Do that. 
please. Do that. Why don't we stand to our feet? As Christ is our example, can I encourage you? Humble yourself. It's not a negative thing. It's actually incredibly empowering. Find me a humble person and I'll show you a champion. Find me a humble person and I'll show you greatness. Humility. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of the Lord and He will exalt you in due time. And that scripture I found, security. Because I knew that if I couldn't make it, He would do it. He would exalt me if I knew I would humble myself. You with me? Humble yourself under the mighty... Have you noticed it says humble yourself? So I took it upon myself to humble myself every day. Bring my fleshy things into into line. Say, no, 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 no. Humble yourself. Bring yourself low. Not in a weak, doormat kind of way. You've got to be strong to be humble because you've got to know who you are. When people talk down to you, you can just stand strong. Say, no, 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 it's all good. I'm not going to get offended because I know who I am. Actually, you need strength to be humble. And I found trust in that scripture. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of the Lord and He will exalt you. I realized that my future was not dependent on me. I just had to humble myself. And in time, I would trust that God would exalt me somewhere along the line. Humble yourself. We hope you enjoyed listening to this message. For more information on what you've just heard or how to visit us, go to c3talgra.org.au. We hope to see you at church soon. Faith to live like Christ for all our days.